Hello, friends, and welcome to this episode of the Harder to Kill podcast. I am trying out my new podcast equipment that I promised that I had with uh, the last episode. And um, so we'll see how it goes. I'm going to go ahead and uh, record on my phone as well, just to make sure we don't like screw this up. Um, anyway, my guest for this week is the one and only Hot Ryan Iberg. <laughs> and he had to know that I was going to be coming out with that. Yeah. <laughs> I promise for those of you who don't know that this, it's going to come out. It's going to come out where that comes from. No. <laughs> I don't want to go into the whole thing yet. But okay, so here's the thing. Um, I'm going to move my chair a little bit. Since I have a yeah. microphone now, I don't have to like, we don't have to like sit like super right. close. Right, around the phone. Although if, I, if we end up screwing this up and having to use my phone, it's uh, the, the sound quality is going to be like the worst ever. Uh, but that's okay. This is sound real good so far. Yeah. So, hey, Ryan, what's up? Hey, not much. So we're here on a Saturday after the workout. And um, how'd your workout go? It was kind of rough. Yeah. yeah. So when you come on Saturday mornings, are you like... Are you in the mood to to do like a super hard workout or do you usually kind of like phone it in or what's your... No, I I like the hard workouts you on do? Sunday. Yeah, because I know that typically it's going to be a partner wad and uh, we're just, we're going to put in some work and get it done and then, you know, you can kind of start the weekend. Yeah. I usually, Kelly's usually my partner every Saturday. It's kind of like our date. Yeah, Unless I found that out this morning. I know, I know. I'm sorry for the rejection. Ryan asked to be my partner, and I was like, nah, I can't. Yeah. I already got myself a partner, you know. <laughs> Whatevs. So I already got a girl. I'm good to go. <laughs> um, but I feel like Kelly and I usually try pretty hard, but I always scale it down. I just am always... So like today for ladies, the RX weight was 135 and I was like, yeah, that heavy. is not happening on a Saturday morning for me. I just, and then like the sandbag too, we went with the 65 pound sandbag instead of like the 80 yeah. and, um, or the 110. Like I'm just not, just not about it. Like I want to push hard, but I also don't want to like, I don't want to die. Right. <laughs> yeah. Or get hurt. And then like you're kind of screwed for the rest of the weekend or week or whatever. Yeah. Cause usually Saturday workouts are, yeah, they're more grueling, like more mental. They're usually longer. Yeah. Like, yeah, definitely. So you had to be Kyle's partner and, uh, and Rob's Rob. partner mm -hmm. today, Rob Hoback. So yeah, yeah we Kyle had a threesome <laughs> going on. It was, it was, was kind of rough. I was laughing because like whenever we have a partner and, I'm the coach and I have to like come up with, you know, we'll have like a odd number of people and I have to come up with a way to get three people. I usually just kind of do the uh, two people work at once, one person then works and then that's how you like get your rest or whatever. Right. And I look over and Kyle's like scheming up this whole thing. <laughs> you and Robert is standing there shaking your heads like, yeah, yeah. yeah and I'm just it, like, sure. I just thought it was funny because I'm like, I wanted you guys to just argue with him for the sake of it. To just like see what he would we, do. We didn't. We didn't have that much time though, you know, because then he would just go into this big diatribe about how. Well, no, we got to do it this way, you know. Well, <laughs> I'm the just, coach. Yeah, because he's a coach. You guys are just like, yeah, yeah. And what if he was just saying the stupidest shit ever? Would like, would you just go with it? You know what I mean? No, or would you be like, no, I, I don't. That's I'd dumb. have to bail out on that. Yeah. yeah. It's just like trusting him to like come up with like a good, a good method. Right. Sure. Yeah. yeah. Well, anyway, you said you got a good workout, so you're good. I did. I was tired. I, anyway. I did some fasted cardio this morning, and that's always different to do that. I pretty you know? much did fasted cardio, and, um, yeah, I was definitely feeling it. So we're trying to, like, get some fit aids and <laughs> protein yep, shakes something. in <laughs> so that we can be coherent for this podcast that we're trying to record. So um, you've been a member here, like, a year, and... I would say, I mean, from my perspective, I feel like we've developed a friendship. Oh, yeah, definitely. But I also feel like I don't know a lot about you as far as, like, your background. I mean, I know some. Um, so if, like, I don't know that much, it makes me think that probably most people in the gym don't really know where you came from. Um, probably don't know about your speed skating background. Likely not. So unless they've been reading the speed skating news, you know, <laughs> in, the, in the 90s. <laughs> um. I pretty much always ask people, especially members that are coming on, um, you know, about their athletic backgrounds or um, previous, like, athletic endeavors. So, um, 
why don't you go ahead and just kind of like talk to us a little bit like give us a little bit of background on who is hot ryan (laughs) well hot ryan uh i am from missouri originally um I always tell people don't hold that against me, you know. That's where your little accent comes from. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> yep. Yeah, uh, from Rolla, Missouri. Uh, from where? Originally. Rolla. Rolla. Yeah. That sounds like a southern name for it's sure. It's kind of south central. Yeah. Is it? Yeah. Yeah, because yeah, when you, you say Missouri, are you talking like the Iowa, Missouri? Or are you talking no, like I'm the talking Arkansas, about, Missouri? Uh, <laughs> closer to Arkansas, Missouri, but not <laughs> okay. quite that far. Basically, if you, if you follow I-44... From St. Louis to Springfield, almost directly in the middle, that is where Rolla is. Mm, okay. So, it, like, what size of town is that? Same size as Muscatine. Like a Muscatine roughly. in Missouri. Yep. Okay. The Missouri version. Pretty much. Okay. Yeah. Everyone knows what that means. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. I mean, the, the, the town size is pretty much I- identical. Okay. Um, there's just a large engineering uh, school there. It used oh, to be so called the University of Missouri Rolla, um, and now it's like Missouri State Technical Institute. Institute. I don't know, they really churched <laughs> it up, you know. Is it kind of a so it's kind of like a college type town, or is it uh, more kind of? Yeah, from that standpoint, um, I can't remember. Because like Muscatine's more industrial type town. Yeah, there's not as much industry there. Uh, there's like. Brewer Science and um, Briggs and Stratton used to be there, and mm-hmm. so one's a semiconductor company, and the other one makes uh, um, engines, obviously. Oh, okay. You know, for like lawnmowers and stuff. Oh, gotcha. Okay. But I think they moved out. Um, but anyways, yeah, it's uh, my my family is still there. Uh, my mom is, and my brother, mm-hmm. and then I have uh, nieces and a nephew that are still there, and aunt and uncles, and, and nice. Whatnot. So you go visit. Every so often? Yeah, we do. Yeah, we, we go down there and try. I don't know. We probably make it three to four times a year. And then when we do, um, we drop in at a gym that my brother and his wife are like, like there's a big group of them. Like a it's like a co-op. It is kind of like a co-op. Yeah, they were kind of tired. Um, the members were kind of tired of like having an unstable gym situation, mm-hmm. you know, just constantly turning over. You know, they've whoever owned it would have kids and then it would kind of be the uh, death of the CrossFit gym, you know, yeah. that kind of does that. Yeah. Um, so they just pretty much, they, they kind of came together and they bought equipment and rent a space. And then, so we drop nice. in when we go down there. So your brother does CrossFit as he well. He does. Yeah. He's eight years older than Has me. he been doing that longer than you? Yes. Like, is that kind of oh, yeah. how you found out about it or how, what was your exposure uh, to, to CrossFit? Like, how did you know, um, how did you find out about it? Well, I, I feel bad because I used to make fun of him a lot. Oh, you did? Oh, man. That's I pretty common, to, though, I think. Yes. I mean, it, we'd go down there, and it was, you know, we'd be wanting to, like, eat dinner, and, um, well, we can't go until we do our wad, you know, or whatever. I'm like, You're like, whatever. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. So we'd wait until, you know, 6.30 or whatever, whenever yeah. their class got yeah, out. Uh-huh. And, um, so he, he's been doing it. Oh, man. I'm, I'm going to... Maybe in the early 2000 teens, somewhere in there. I don't know. A long time. Like 2013, 14 ish. Yeah, probably like so. Yeah. There, yeah. Yep. And he's good too. He's he's stronger than I am. Yeah. Oh man. I know. Feel bad yeah. for you. Yeah. And his his wife's very athletic too. So. Oh, is she yeah. stronger than you too? <laughs> no, but my niece probably is though. She does it also. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Um, it's not impossible. It's not impossible. No, but I used to do a lot of like bro lifting whenever mm. I was kind of in my early 20s and then um, went to school. You know, um, you were tired Caitlin of being I, a skinny skater and uh, then you thought you would yeah, try to exactly. pack on some pounds. Yeah, well, it, the progression there was like <laughs> speed skating, hockey, and then it was like, oh, bro lifting girls, mm-hmm. you know, and then met Caitlin and then went to school. And when did you lose the glasses too? The, the, skates, <laughs> the glasses and the skates. That was uh, a good, that's a classic combo. The helmet, the glasses, and the good, skates. good birth control method, right? Oh <laughs> my gosh. Um, I was telling someone the other day that you were going to do the pod with me and I think it was John and he was like, Oh, you got to put his speed skating photos out for the, um, for the social media. I'm like, man, I, I get you like, those are funny, but I'm trying to be like for real. So I right. don't know. 
So yeah. I think you might. It's funny. I think you might. But it's get not a- me. <laughs> I think you might get out of it. Yeah. Oh, good. Get out Thank of having you. to show like the whole social media. Yeah. Thanks. Your speed skating yeah, photos. If you look hard enough, it's out there. <laughs> yeah. I'm just picturing it in my mind right now. It makes me laugh every time. Yeah. I mean, we all have like embarrassing photos, you oh, know, yeah. from like high I've school seen and your stuff. High school photo. Yeah. I know, but I feel like I feel like on a scale of one to ten. Mine are not as bad as yours. Well, yeah, we all like our own flavor. Yeah, I mean, but <laughs> man, if you took a poll of just a hundred random people and you put my cheerleading photo next to your speed skating, yeah. I feel <laughs> like yours is like an eight out of ten. Uh, okay, yeah. Well, I mean, speed skating is not like uh, <laughs> like really mainstream, you know. <laughs> which I never did real mainstream sports in high school, either, yeah, or school in general. Yeah, I, you know, I. I ran a little bit of track, but then it kind of, it started interfering with my skating. <laughs> so the coach is like, hey, you got to either run or you do your skating it's thing. It's skating or nothing. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, I was like, oh, all right, you know, so, and I, I trained, I mean, quite often for that. Yeah. Honestly. And oh, then I'm sure. Did it regionally, even went nationally, mm-hmm. uh, was like third in the nation at yeah. one point in the time. Yeah. For my I mean, age group, which was, you know. It's quite an accomplishment oh, yeah. because I can barely stay on two feet on a pair of skates. So I, I mean, yeah, yeah. it's definitely a skill for sure. Yeah, and it, I got it's a nerdy skill, but it's it still is. a skill. Yeah, thanks. Beat me down. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I just have to give you a hard time about it because it's so funny and it's just yeah. so like, it's just so different. I. There's not another person in this town who has a background in speed skating. You know what I mean? <laughs> you don't think so? No. Like, do you? <laughs> Maybe not. I don't, I don't know. even know if we have. I don't even know if there's a place you can like do that. Like in Iowa, how do you even find a place to do that in a, in a town of the size of Muscatine in Missouri? Like, I don't get how that's even like a. How was that an option? Well, it was big back in the day. It was the '90s, so you could 90s. still roller skate. Okay, yeah. yeah. Maybe I'm just like forgetting about Hell the times. Yeah. I'm just I and and maybe there was speed skating around here, and I just was unaware. No, you just weren't cool enough. <laughs> That's probably true. Yeah. Well, and I grew up even like I didn't like grow up in Muscatine, so I have even less um, exposure to the world. Right? Like right. we don't even have soccer at my school. You know what I'm saying? Oh, like shit. Muscatine is like really big into the soccer, and so I didn't even like do that. So, so anyways, yeah. So that's funny. So anyway, okay. So yeah. You so did my speed journey skating. into CrossFit, yeah, like how my exposure. Yeah, it was initially through my brother. Uh, of course, I thought it was dumb. You know, mm-hmm. I didn't need fitness. Um, you didn't need fitness. Yeah, I didn't need fitness. I didn't need fitness for for a while. Mm-hmm. Like whenever I was going to school, the multiple times that I like went and you know did something, then went back and did mm-hmm. something, went back. Um, like there was probably a time period between two thousand, probably four or five to. I don't know, maybe six years ago that I just really didn't work out much. I mean, I would try, like, I would do stupid stuff, like just go out and just run forever, you know, or. I don't know from personal experience. I would just but like get I've a heard wild other hair people. Ass, I've know? heard other people talk about running. <laughs> <laughs> you not so much. <laughs> I don't, I, I don't know from personal experience. I just. Yes, I get it. So that's the low-hanging fruit for a lot of people because you can just literally step out your front door, go for what you would call a run, and then call yourself a runner. And then exactly. you can tell yourself that you are exercising, yeah. right? Okay. Yeah, yeah. good. I got you, know? you. Yeah. And I was never really, like, extremely overweight. You know, I would say I kind of got, like, pudgy. Mm-hmm. Um, and then about... What would Caitlin say, though? <laughs> She'd say she likes me a little pudgy. Oh, she would? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. She says, you know, oh, you're too, you're, you need to get like more pudgy. Oh, you know, she, so you can be more of like a snuggly bear. Exactly. Yeah. She's like, I can't, I can't snuggle with you now, you know? Yeah. But I'm like, well, too bad. Yeah. No, have but to get so, over it, babe. yeah, that's right. Sorry, Caitlin. No. So I, um, I just was like, man, I need to start working out more, um, you know, like my, so my dad died, um, in 2009 and like not a real fit guy, you know, mm-hmm. like didn't work out, uh, smoke and drank and stuff. Like, what do you do for work? Uh, so, uh, he was a, a general contractor. We okay. Built. Yeah. I was just wondering if you had a more like physical type job, you know, or whatever. <laughs> 
I don't. I could probably count on my hand how many times I saw my dad pick up a hammer. You oh, know? <laughs> but <laughs> so yeah, he was just the boss. Yes. Yeah. By the yeah. time you were kind of like aware of what your dad was doing, I mean, I'm, he probably put in his work when oh, he was he younger. Oh, he definitely did. But yeah. you didn't see it. Yes. Yeah. yeah. No, I mean, and he would. I mean, I'm I'm probably exaggerating yeah. some, <laughs> but you know, I mean, like yes. He was more the the general contractor kind of the vision, you know, of what we were doing with. But the even house. then, it's just more of an active type job, you know. Even yes. if you're oh, out yeah, on you're work out. sites and like all that, yeah. Right. Yeah. So we would build like luxury spec houses, and then um, we would we'd build them. And when you we, say we, was that your job? Were you? Did you do that for a while? I did that for a while while I was going to school. Oh, so I went okay. to night school. Oh. Uh, as well, I went away for one year, my very first year. Um, my parents called that like the Night country school. club year. Dude, that's hilarious. Like, no, well, first, the, how, the, just go ahead and tell us how old you are real quick, because some people listening to this are going to be like night school. What's that? <laughs> so I'll be 41 on May 21st. Oh, I thought you were 41 already. No. Okay. 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 Damn, come on. I'm the same age right now. Uh, that's, I, did I know that that was your birthday? Have we talked about this before? Cause my, my husband is also named Ryan and his birthday is May 20th. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, but he's only going to be 39. <laughs> Dang, got a couple years on him. <laughs> anyway, go on. So um, you went to night school. Got you. Okay. Yeah, no, well, so I, I went away for the first year. Went to oh. uh, community college, and my parents called that the country club year because Why is that? Why? Yeah, I don't get it. Because I went away to St. Louis, and I, I lived with a friend up there, and like we pretty much just like hung out, partied. Um, oh, so you I didn't actually go to school? <laughs> Uh, I can't even believe I'm going to say it. I worked at Abercrombie and Fitch for like a <laughs> year. Oh, no. You should not have said that. You definitely should not. No jokes are coming for sure with that. Uh, oh, I know. I'm an easy target. Mem-G. It's fine. <laughs> so uh, I did that for I about a year. And it. my parents were actually having to supplement my job so I could buy clothes to work there. You know, I didn't really oh, make a lot of money. Yeah, though. Yes, I know exactly what you're saying because... um. People who work at those jobs, like they're always like, yeah, I actually pay to go to work because like you, you get a discount on the clothes, but it, you don't make very much money. Like, especially, you know, like it's back in the day, yeah, but d- definitely if you're talking about like 20 years ago, oh my gosh, you're getting paid like $5 an hour. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I had to go pay there to go smell like yeah. the Abercrombie cologne right? and, and put up with, you know, well, I know. Kids. And, and when you work at those type places, you have to wear their clothes too. And so it's like that season, like whatever that you yeah. know, release was. Yeah. Yes. So they give you like the discount on the clothes and then you just spend all your money. So it's like, it's such a genius. Like it is. <laughs> damn, damn. Oh. Okay. So, um, your parents had to pay for you yeah. to have and Abercrombie yeah, clothes. Right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And so I did that and you know, my, my grades weren't like awful. Um, I didn't really study a lot. Well, you went to community college, so. Yeah, and it was. It's not very hard. (laughs) It was harder than you would think, honestly. Okay. Because it was, was, um, uh, what was it called? Merrimack? I don't know. Yeah, Merrimack. I think it was, they did, they had like baseball or something. I didn't play baseball, but. Yeah. Anyways, so I did that, um, and then parents were like, okay, you know, maybe you should. Maybe you should come home and maybe do uh, something some serious. Yeah, something <laughs> serious. So I did. And then what I would do is I went to Columbia College at night um, and then worked for my dad during the day. Mm-hmm. You know, kind of had lived yeah. at home yeah. <laughs> for a while. So now you can just do online school. I could have, but it was at that point in time, we we did it in person. Online school. So I did take a class online one time. This is crazy. So this just dates me so much. It was probably, what was the year? I mean, I'm going to say it had to be like around 2000. I don't know. I don't think I was a freshman in college. So I graduated in 99. So I don't think it was right after, but I honestly can't remember. You know what? I think it's because I transferred schools. I went to a small, a really small college in Iowa, a private college my first year. Mm -hmm. Then I transferred to Western Illinois and I think when I transferred there, I needed a couple of classes. So I think over the summer, I ended up taking um, another chemistry class at the community college. And then um, and then I, took, I needed a speech class. I took a speech class online, and I shit you not, I had to have a camcorder with the tapes. Oh, no. And I had to <laughs> record 
I had to find 10 people to listen to my speech and I had to record it and mail the tape to my (laughs) professor. I am not (laughs) kidding. And to have an online class too, you had to like participate in like discussions and you had to do like work, like worksheets online or whatever. And, you know, totally have dial-up internet. Like, oh, yeah. oh my gosh. I didn't remember, like, sitting in the basement because your computer was always in the basement in a corner yeah. because, right. like, no one needed those no, things. They weren't that important. Yeah. Uh-uh. So I'm, like, sitting in the basement trying to, like, participate in my discussions. And, like, I had to, I had to do that. I had to make um, – I had to do four speeches. And mail, mail a videotape. <laughs> Damn. You are old. <laughs> oh, my gosh. That's so funny. So um, you actually went in person. Yeah, I did go to your in night person. School. Got I you. did that. What did you go to night school for? Uh, first degree was business administration. Oh. Had a bachelor's in that. That's a good degree, though, to have because you can just work anywhere yeah. with that. Yeah. So I did that. Um, and when I graduated, I ended up working for U.S. Food Service, and I was a territory sales manager for one year. And I You weren't about it? Was not Had you met Caitlin it. yet by this time? Yes. Okay. Yeah. All right. Yep. So I she had. met you before you were hot, Ryan. <laughs> yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Definitely. Uh, I don't. I didn't have the glasses then anymore. I'd lost them by that point. Yeah. So, yeah. At least that particular pair. Okay. So let's skip ahead a little bit. Um, what What do you do now? What do I do now? Yeah. Like, what's your job? Um, so I'm a CRNA. I'm a certified registered nurse anesthetist. Or so what made you decide to do that? Because that is quite a jump between business administration to CRNA. Yes. So I, like I said, I didn't like that job that I was doing at U.S. Food Service. Mm-hmm. I, I'm like, oh, you know what? Else? What would be a good job? You know, I'm like, oh, pharmacy. I want to be a, yeah, a pharmacist. Yeah, that yeah, sounds yeah. like a good job, you know? So I work at this long-term care um, pharmacy where we basically blister pack pills for, um, you know, old folks homes. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. um, meet these two pharmacists that are brothers there and uh, they're hilarious. And, you know, they, they were like, man, you don't want to, you don't want to be a pharmacist. And at this point I had taken even more courses to go to pharmacy. Like prereqs? Yes. I was missing one <laughs> course and it was like zoology or something. What? I, yeah. I'd taken the pharmacy college uh, admission test. I'd taken it a couple times. Zoology? Know. They require that for pharmacy? Yeah, I think it was. I was looking at Steel. Maybe Pet I don't know what that in, is. Uh, in St. Louis to go there. <laughs> uh, I think that's where I was going to go. Anyways, it doesn't matter. They they were like, don't do this. You're going to be a you know a glorified insurance agent. If you want to make any money, you're going to work on a retail pharmacy. And you're going to spend all day on the phone trying to yeah. know, get shit approved. I'm like, okay, well, what should I do? They're like, oh, you, you need to look at being a, a nurse anesthesiologist or a nurse anesthetist. They're, yeah. They're the same thing. And uh, Hold on. Um, did you ever, did it bother you that like saying the name of what you do for a living is really hard to say? Because I, like, how do you, how do you actually say it? Like. Anesthetist. Yeah. Like what? Yeah. So. All I hear is. When you say what you do. That's pretty much it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah so there there is there sorry, they I'm are changing they're right in the in the middle of changing our name to nurse anesthesiologist because really the name anesthesiologist doesn't really imply a physician it implies basically a professional or a specialist in that job and anesthesia like, right exactly. yeah so and it's a hell of a lot easier for people to say now, technically in the state of iowa you can't call yourself that in yeah. front of a patient it's there's do you need so to many actually, politics behind like what I do. It's not even funny. Do you need to be, I mean, I know nothing about the medical field at all, mm-hmm. even though my mom was a nurse for like forever. Um, but I don't know anything about like anesthesia or anything. Like, do you not need to be a doctor anymore for that? Like, never do you have. think that you never have our, my profession is the oldest, um, advanced nursing practice that there is Got you. like we were given anesthesia before doctors were given anesthesia okay so like um and okay they're like oh we can make money at this so we'll make up this yeah thing so too. okay so i get it so it's just like and, a super and I'm not specialized down like what doctors do like mm-hmm. in, you know anesthesiologists mm-hmm. and whatnot there are there are places that having a team of both um you know, CRNAs and physician anesthesiologists is, you know, perfect. Um, but for 
the majority of, of places, like let's say like in rural Iowa, good luck getting one of them to come get to in a, a doctor. Town. Got yeah. you. Yeah. Um, well, I think it's kind of the wave, I mean, that I've seen coming like that you don't really need. I mean, people go like specialty, right? So like if you just have, you know, run of the mill ailments, like ear infections and just things that like, just like the more like minor type stuff, like why are you going to see a doctor for that? You know what I mean? Right. And it's when I had like a Dave Haggerty on and we're talking about, um, minor like ailments with your shoulder pain and your back pain like why do you need a you go to a general like doctor for that and they're like um do you need like a pill or like do you have like a you know they just refer you out you know so it's just like you're cutting out the middleman yeah so I just kind of feel like there's kind of this change coming with where it used to always be like doctor 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 physician doctor you know what I mean and and definitely the more severe your ailment is and the more specialized care you need the more education and the more like where you would want to see you know like a cardiologist or like you know an oncologist you know like stuff like that like so it's like that makes sense but I just feel like for the bulk and majority of medical care especially like preventative medical care like do you really need to be seeing doctors <laughs> i mean in, in my opinion no i mean i i obviously see a physician's that. assistant you know yeah i'm totally fine with that and then if the you know if the pa is like you know this is beyond my scope or this is definitely something more serious like you're gonna get referred out you know exactly. to someone exactly. yeah that like this is their specialty and honestly i mean I feel like, especially in the medical field, like you want to see a specialist, like you want to see someone who has been dealing with this thing. Exactly. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because it's really hard to be jack of all trades in the medical field. Like, right. I mean, it's like, there's, it's like being a lawyer or something. Like, how do you just know all law? Like, there's no way. It's impossible. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Um, so. So you just kind of took advantage of like, uh, the wave of like medicine and like just care and like the way it's kind of going and because you can um what is your, like your program like a three-year type deal or so you have to be a an rn with a bsn so what i did is i went through oh an my accelerated gosh, that's a lot of schooling then that you missed out on okay got yeah. it so i had one degree so i could go do an accelerated BSN yes. program. so okay. i did that at the university of missouri columbia so okay. that was like a I think it was a 15 month program. My friend did that with a master's program. She had a, she had a four year degree mm-hmm. in like biology or something. And then she went to like a one year, like super accelerated. She ended up with like her master's of nursing though, I think. But anyway, go on. Yes. Yeah. They have that program also. Um, but so I did that and then I worked at the level one trauma center at Mizzou or university of Missouri, Columbia. Um, I did that for like a year and like nine months or year and six months. I don't know what it was. Mm-hmm. I got accepted a little bit early to the anesthesia program at Kansas University. And then, yes, that was three years for that. Um, and then <clears throat> and then I went straight from there to, uh, to like rural anesthesia practice because that's where I mm-hmm. wanted to be. I didn't want to work with physician anesthesiologist. Like in um, a big city with like a big hospital yeah, or something. Exactly, yeah. I kind of wanted to do my own thing, mm-hmm. you know, um, and that's what I did. And then they ended up bringing um, a physician anesthesiologist to that city by way of the orthopod that worked there. And, you know, he and I just, we just didn't see eye to eye. Um, oh, no. You know, so, so that's what brought you to Iowa, it right? Is what brought me to Iowa. Yes, I had been doing some hunting and filming up in, uh, in Mount, Ple- or down in Mount Pleasant and um, kind of knew of the area. Yeah. Saw an opening there, and then there was an but opening But you mean Mount here. Pleasant, Iowa? I do mean Mount Pleasant, Iowa. Oh, yeah. I thought yeah. you were, like, referring to when you say, like, down. I was, like, still, my mind was still in, like, Missouri. So I was, like, oh, like, hunting down. Oh, no, but like you down, mean like up. south of here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It is yeah. south of here. Um, I actually know that town well because I own a piece of property in Mount Pleasant, and I put my uh, my farm stand on that every summer. So, oh. so yes, yeah. I know the Mount Pleasant area well. So go on. I just, yeah. I, I was just mentally not in the same geographical area as Yeah, no, you. I was referring to where we, where we were sitting right got now. Got you. So, yes, got you. But, uh kind of knew of the area 
and interviewed both there and here and the opportunity to be in a, a partnership was here versus it was going to be a, a hospital employee does iowa have different laws too with like very. accessibility because i'm not dave was haggerty yes. was saying that too that iowa is a direct care state for yes. like uh, physical therapy so yeah so for for me as as a crna the laws here are about as good as they get you know i can prescribe um all medications um you know controlled substances mm -hmm. and whatnot um i can practice to the full extent of my education for for anesthesia uh -huh. uh, so that's you don't have nice. to go through as much red tape to like practice your yeah, or it, like have Missouri's oversight pretty restrictive okay yep. yeah they require some sort of physician supervision whether mm -hmm. that is the surgeon that you're working with or that's, you know, uh, an anesthesiologist or whatever. I imagine that puts a lot of, like, extra work on that doctor, too, that they probably wish they didn't have to do. Yeah. they. I mean, it can. Because, like, a lot of that would be, like, a lot of administrative, like, stuff. Like sign a lot of stuff. Yeah. And, uh, but there's no more responsibility, though. Um, that's been disproven in court a lot. They're like, oh, well, I'm responsible for them. No, you're... You're not, you know, mm -hmm. I mean, I do my own anesthesia, my yeah. own anesthetics. I'm responsible mm -hmm. you know, for that. Um, but yes, to answer your question, it is much easier to practice here. So that's how, when did you guys, what year did you move to Iowa then? 2015, I believe. 2015. September. Caitlin was up here earlier. I was finishing out my contract in Clinton, Missouri and her and the girls moved here. Um, and then I kind of. Without knowing there. anybody? Cause you didn't yeah. know anybody when you got here, right? Yeah. So now you've made all these friends since being here since 2015. Yeah. Okay. So you started here a year ago, right? Just about a yeah, year ago? a little over a year ago. So like last February, right? Because I remember, so Caitlin had actually started first mm -hmm. and she was here for a few months. Mm -hmm. And then um, we did that. We kind of, I think we ran like a couple special or something like on Valentine's Day and you were already like thinking about starting, right? Yes. So yeah. it was like right around then. Yep. Okay. So that was 2020. Wait, is that right? No, 2019 it would have been. So it's been two years. Why do you even let me say a year this whole time? Has well, it been two years? Been, no, it's only been one year since I've been. Well, I guess, I guess it was 2020. Yeah, you're right. It was. Was it 20? Yeah. Did you literally start right before we had to close? Yes. Did yeah. you really? Yeah, I had, I had been here for like maybe a month or something. Why? I, I don't know. I have my like. Hold my, on. Why does that sound like so wrong? Was this last year just literally seems like so much longer than normal? Yes. Like, what the hell? Right. Because I would totally be like, yeah, dude, you've been here two years. You know what I mean? I've known you that long. But no, I haven't actually probably. Just one year. One year. That's Yeah, because it. we've only been in this building for two years, and you definitely did not start before we moved here. Uh, no. Yeah, so we opened this gym April 15th, 2019. Really? Yep. Okay, yeah, I... I remember because it was my birthday. Yeah. Oh. Kyle opened the gym for my birthday. Hmm. No, that's not what Lucky, I went. Yeah. It just was coincidence, but that's what I told everyone. <laughs> <laughs> I kind of look at when I started. I thought, oh, I started on 220 of 2020. Okay. So, yeah, we ended up closing March 17th. So, yeah, you were literally here like a month. Wow. Yeah. That's crazy to think about. How did that, um, that how did that impact your, like, fitness did you guys kind of I mean you had just only been here a month and then we had to close for two months like did you were you able were you and Caitlin able to like do your workouts at home yeah we did you did okay we did a lot of the, the you programming did, did, did over. the stuff okay mm -hmm. I mean I guess probably you were maybe a little bit more motivated since you were newer although people went both ways like some newer <laughs> people completely were like I can't do anything on my own and then you know I guess there's the other people who were just like well I just started this thing so they still had their like momentum like going right. or whatever um, and I had done some CrossFit type, you know, quote unquote workouts at the Y. Uh huh. Yeah. So, yeah. So I was going to ask you like, so. what the hell were you doing between 2015 and 2020? Raising kids, <laughs> helping, you know, I mean, like working, kids. remodeling our house we live in. And did you like, do a lot of work yourself? Uh, I did all of it. Yeah. Oh, well, you did Ka all of Caitlin it? Caitlin helped me too. I mean like, so, um, yeah, well, I didn't do the electric. But all of like, you know, moving walls and installation and all that. And oh, all yeah. that. Yes. Like all that. <sighs> so you're did. handy too. Yeah. Damn, you that's, are hot, Ryan. Uh, Caitlin says that's why she married me. It's <sighs> I'm handy. It is a thing. I mean, 
My husband is handy as well. He does not do anything. He doesn't do well with like the uh, finish type work. But um, he, we just were putting a cooler up in our building. And so like, you know, he can like build the walls for that and, you know, that sort of stuff. And um, so that is nice. Yeah. That is I, nice. I, do, I can lay tile, hardwood, do the walls. I can do rough drywall. I don't really tape much. Though. Oh, yeah. Do you like the mm-hmm. finish work for, man, you got to be someone who does that a lot to me, really have it look good, you know, and then yeah. um, you yeah, got to be really like practiced. Dog shit. <laughs> tape's all coming off the uh-huh. wall. And it's or you can like see it. it. Yeah. Like, yeah. So it's definitely, um, that's probably not a super good DIY project. Like get someone who knows how to like finish drywall totally. nice. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. There's some things where you can, you can definitely do it yourself. Um, but man, um, yeah, that like drywall finishing is something that, yeah, you, you definitely want to hire That's that right, out. Hire that um, okay, so one of the things I wanted to talk to you about, I think this is kind of like a good segue because, you know, like you said, like from 2015 to maybe like 2019. So yeah. you moved to Iowa in 2015. I don't know if you were doing any like really exercising before that. But how old are your girls? Tell us really quick. So they're seven and eight right now. Seven and one eight. Just okay. Seven, and then the other one's going to turn nine. So you had September. them before you came here, then? Yeah, barely. Yeah, barely. The the littlest one, right? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. So I guess one of the things I wanted to talk about a little bit was um, how to fit fitness and health into a lifestyle where you're the provider for your family. And I don't even mean like that you're that like, I'm trying to like generalize this for like men in general. So I'm not trying to say anything about whether your wife works, doesn't work. I just, from a man's perspective and like providing for your family and doing things like you said, like trying to find a, you know, you were trying to find a job that like paid well, that you could like enjoy doing. Mm -hmm. You could, um, so that you can like provide for your family. I assume is this like your like motivation? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, what to work or, well, I just, you know, for like, for going for your CRNA, and um, I always think ARNP, you know what I mean? Right. So I'm like CRNA. Yeah. Um, On that too, but yes, okay. you wouldn't be incorrect. Okay. <laughs> um, so I'm just wanting to get the perspective of like, how do you find time? And then like, do you have like guilt surrounded with like taking time to, 100%. you know, lift weights? Like, yeah. so, cause yeah. it's like, you do have kids you do have a wife, you do have a home that you're trying to like maintain. And then you have this job you're trying to do well at. It's just like, how do you fit all that together? And how do you like justify it? And you know, how important is it to you? I don't mean to ask like all my questions at once, but I just, I just want you to like, tell me like from your perspective, like how, how you kind of like make all that work. Kind of getting a personal. I mean, right. (laughs) A lot of it is like having a, a partner, you know, that is, understandable like, supportive and supportive and like in that you know and I think Caitlin knows that for me for like you know working out like whatever you want to call it you know training. doing CrossFit training yeah. yes exactly um you know it's it is important to me because it is a, a very good stress outlet mm-hmm. um and I'm like I'm a a better person whenever I get to work out. Mm-hmm. I mean, if I start missing like a few days in a row because my schedule is just too tight, mm-hmm. like I'm just like, man, I gotta, I gotta go, I gotta do something. Blow you off know? steam, right? Like, yeah, uh-huh. exactly. And and some of it is, some of it is the actual act of training, and then some of it is just like interacting with a lot of the members, just like friends, right, yeah, exactly, yeah. Um, you know, more of like a lifestyle uh-huh. um, than anything, yeah. Because you can just be more fun. You can be more relaxed. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And, you know, if you feel good, then, you know, I think that kind of pours over into your family life. Mm -hmm. Also, you know, you're not such a, you know, grumpy cat and Mm -hmm. whatnot. (laughs) Um, But for, like, for Caitlin, I I mean, I do feel bad sometimes because my schedule is so erratic. Like, and Mm -hmm. that's why I show up at, like, all these different times. Mm -hmm. Sometimes I am late getting here, you Mm -hmm. know, because... I also do um, a uh, chronic pain management clinic, mm-hmm. and we have a few of those that are like in DeWitt, they're in Alito, they're in Geneseo, they're mm-hmm. here, um, and then we also cover a small ambulatory surgery center in um, in Moline. So those schedules are very, very yeah. varied and yeah. erratic. 
Um, so for her, I mean, she never knows when I'm going to get off. Really, yeah. Because you know, we may get we may get a call, you know, hey, we're adding on this case or there's like an emergency at the hospital right. that I need to go for. Like, yeah, because you're like pronto. on call. and Right. Sure. If someone's having airway issues or something like that. Then, you know, you got to you got to get there quick. Right. You know, um, so. So, yeah, a lot of it is having someone that's supportive of like of that lifestyle mm -hmm. and being understanding. I can relate to that. I mean, my husband's a farmer, but ugh, you just, you never know. I mean, and you got to do it when it's the right time to do it. And the right time to do that to farm is not always the convenient time. Right. There's weather um, that plays a huge part and you have zero control over it. And <laughs> That's for sure. when it's your total livelihood and, and especially for farming, like so much relies on, you getting it planted by certain times and then so much relies on the weather. It's just like, and you only get paid once a year. I mean, you, you get one shot for the entire year to like yeah. make it work. So That's stressful. I just, I'm always like, I just tell my husband, I'm like, why did you have to be a gambler? Like for, <laughs> for a living? Like, why did you choose this? You know what I mean? Cause it is so, so much of it is out of your control, you yeah. know? And so I completely understand the whole, like, never knowing when your husband's going to get home and don't ask him because that is the surest way to get yelled at <laughs> and then hung up on, on the phone. Like, uh, you know, you know what I mean? Right. Don't expect him to like do anything like yeah. during this, like certain times of the year. I mean, you probably don't do like a lot of weekends, I would assume. Or do you like sometimes um, on call type stuff? Yeah. So I think it's, I think I have nine weekends out of the year. That's my commitment. Yeah. So that's not too bad. Yeah, and you, you wouldn't plan like anything during those weekends and all that stuff. Not usually. I mean, I still try to come to like work out, but I can't leave the city though. I can't really be right. more than like 20, maybe 30 minutes away. Yeah. You know, since we don't cover OB here anymore, uh -huh. that's changed some. Like the emergency we don't have like crash C-sections, yeah. you know, those, those are pretty stressful. Um, but mm -hmm. we don't, we don't do those so much oh, anymore. Okay. So. Well, that's nice for you then. It is. Yeah. Yeah, it's a blessing and a curse, though. I mean, because it you do lose revenue, mm -hmm. you know, that way, and we kind of we we eat what we kill mm -hmm. as far as yeah. So you think work. you're so then you would say um, so your main motivation is just so that you can have like an outlet for stress relief. Yes. Do you think that a lot of men they, I mean people are different, right? So they would choose maybe different things for their stress relief. Mm -hmm. I mean, you could just as easily be like maybe using alcohol or, you know, yes. stuff like that for your stress relief. Right. So, um, kind of depends upon your mindset. Yeah. Like, like maybe like what made you, you choose to be more like, okay, I'm going to, I'm going to use this extra energy that I need to like get out at the gym rather than like, you know, some other yeah. options that like could be there. Well, I mean, like, like I said, you know, my, my dad died at an early age. Oh, okay. And, yeah. So it's know. important to you to like be healthy because yeah, you, exactly. you want to be around like for your children. Right. Yeah, so totally. do you think too, like coming to the gym and, um, you know, exercising and just being strong and just being able like more, um, I don't know the word, just like more capable, mm -hmm. like in life. I mean, do you feel like that's a good example to your girls too? Oh yeah, definitely. Yeah. We, I mean, Reagan does gymnastics, mm -hmm. you know, three times a week and yeah. she's really involved with it. Um, and then, you know, we've, we told both our girls, you know, you, you gotta do something. You yeah. Know, there's some sort of sport Physical or activity. Something, yeah. You have to, you can't just, you know, sit around, you know, play with your friends or, yeah. or whatever. Um, so we've really tried to instill that in them that that's, that's important, you know, cause if you can develop these kinds of habits early on in life, that'll should carry on right i mean theoretically over into their their young adult life and i mean i 100 percent agree and i just you know just from being a coach here like it's super evident that people who had to do those sorts of things and, and grew up like playing sports and and doing that kind of stuff it's so much easier for you to um carry that into adulthood yeah. And, you know, even if you like get busy in kind of the middle of your life, like, would you say like probably towards your late twenties to your like middle thirties, like it's, it's difficult to maybe find the time because yes. you're so you're, you're trying to like build your life. Right. Yep. Wouldn't you say yep. like that's, yeah, you're trying to like set yourself up, you know? So did you not find time then like during those years to exercise much? Yep, was it really in, on your mind? Like no, at all? It wasn't because it, everything else was, you know, kind of moving in this one direction and, and it was, 
it was easy just to be like, eh, I'll work out or do something when I can, you know, yeah. rather than making it a priority. Do you think it would have been possible to make it a priority if you went back I in do. time? Yeah. You definitely. do? I wish I would have. Wish like, you would have. I feel like I pay for it now, you know, like whether it's like, you know, small little injuries or yeah. just not feeling as fit as what I feel like I should. Or just like kind of like starting or just like being behind the eight ball a little bit. Yes. Yeah. Because of like if you had kept your fitness up all this time, like imagine how much further you could be now right. rather than like. You're basically starting uh, at 39 years old, you know, and that's like, that's pretty late to like, I mean, you know what I mean? Yeah, like you're, if you, you have just so much further to go. And as you get to that age, like making adaptations and changes and relearning like movement patterns and stuff is so much harder, you Definitely. know? And so I think it's super important um, to demonstrate to your kids and be that example because if they start it when they're young they know what healthy eating is they know like they understand the importance of like being active right it's something they'll think about the whole time all through their 20s all through their 30s like they may not always be able to like stick with it just depending on what's going on with their life but I feel like they'll be more apt to come back to it sooner yes. and like try yeah. to like stay yeah, with 100%. it more um so I do think it's unfortunate for people who grew up without without that example and then are starting to – I think that um, – I didn't mean to interrupt myself there, but people who are starting, starting much later in life to realize that, like, oh, my gosh, like, I have to get in shape. And then you're, like, so much – you're so much further behind. You right. know what I mean? Yeah, and – Because, like, since you and I are, like, very similar age, you know, like, I – I totally understand the evolution because when you're in your twenties, like you think you're invincible, sure you don't, you do. and you basically are, you are, you can get injured and you're like, eh, okay, I'm a little sore or whatever. And well, then you, you just haven't had, you haven't had the time, the life experience, the stress that hasn't yeah. built up on you yet. Right. You know, like you haven't like ran yourself ragged yet because that's not a thing that you can even do when right. you're like that age, you know? But once you get like kind of to those later twenties, like you start getting to those early thirties where it's like, man, now I've been in this grind like the age is starting to like creep up on you a little yes. bit like you have little kids which I'm telling I shit you not it is the most <laughs> hardest thing ever yeah. to have little kids like yeah. oh my gosh and so I am just wondering like how how do we get people in that sort of like realm to be able to still do some like health and nutrition and exercise you know yeah how do we get people to not, how do we get people before they're like 38 and they're like, oh man, I am out of shape and starting to feel like crap because I'm getting older. I, I think it kind of goes back to what you were saying where you start, you set that example early for those kids so that then they can kind of go back to that. I mean, it's, it's really hard to get people that are like even our age to commit to their health, to their fitness. Um, I just see it more often. I think people are also more like financially set. Do you feel like um, one of the other questions I wanted to ask you was, um, do you feel like to your like your confidence and your abilities to, you know, like provide and work and do those things? You're just more comfortable in it in general. Like as far as like providing the anesthesia and stuff like that? No, I just mean like being a provider of like your family. Oh, yeah. Um, I mean, obviously you're more comfortable with your job. You have a lot of experience in your job. So like your job experience and your life experience, like, do you feel like you've, you know, you've kind of gotten to a point to where like you can be, you can take more time for yourself? Like, yeah, I think so. Okay. Yeah. You've kind of, you know, I've been able to, to develop that and, you know, procure the different experiences and, and stuff throughout time to, to build that, to pull from. Mm hmm. Yeah. Do you think that if you had so like six, seven years ago, if you had taken that hour a day to exercise, do you think you would be like behind? Do you think you would have lost productivity? No, I don't. <laughs> I don't. And that's what pisses me off is to think about that. You know, I mean, you always want to go back in time. And, like, oh, I know. Oh, like, if I did this, you know. Um, yeah. Because in my head, 
I am I am more fit than I actually am. You know what I mean? I'm like, oh, yeah, of course I can do that. <laughs> and then I started doing it. I'm like, Fuck. It kind of <laughs> depends on the person because, like, some people um, um, are think they're less fitter than they are. So I think it totally – and it probably – you probably are both ways. You probably go through both, like – feelings you know of sometimes you like feel like oh yeah I can do that stuff and because like ego like comes in and then yeah, and then right. other times like you have that like oh I'm not capable of like doing something like that and then it's like oh but you are though I think it was when I was trying to convince you that you could do a bar muscle up yeah and you were just like thinking that you weren't like capable of that I'm like you are though you are capable of it like I know because you have all these pieces so it's just a matter of like figuring it out yeah. you know what I mean Putting so it together and yeah doing it. so so you kind of have like both feelings at the same time, like sometimes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely. You can kind of get pulled in the direction though to of doing too much mm-hmm. when you're like our age, and then you end up injured. <laughs> right. Yeah. You've done that before. I've done that. Sure. Yeah. How is your back doing? It's good right now. But you have a previous back injury. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So that that is a little bit harder when when you actually that's always in the back of your mind a little bit. Yeah. Did that ever occur to you or like did that ever enter your mind too? Like was that kind of an excuse you ever used of like why you didn't exercise? Oh, I got a back problem. Well, no, my so I mean like my back problem, you know, started well, actually it started when I was remodeling my house. I kind of like I went to like lift about 300 pounds of um grout just like by yourself or not a thin set yeah it was on a dolly and i went to move it from the grass to a concrete edge and whenever i pulled i like had the weight out in front of me more Uh than i should have and it it like pulled something in my back and it dropped me to the ground like i could not fucking move oh no it was (laughs) bad like i'm like caitlin i'm like i can't get up you know i'm like trying to i'm calling for yeah I'm, out, I'm laying in the middle of the yard oh no it was awful <laughs> um, so i spent like the next few days laid up I mean, how long finally, did it take for her to find you out there i can't remember it wasn't that long because i either yelled for her or i called her i can't remember which one. Oh, i was in severe pain though like it was oh, so man. bad um so yeah anyways that that happened, and then I, like I said, I started working out some at the Y, doing some of that stuff, and then, you know, didn't really have, you know, proper coaching and stuff. Uh-huh. And that's something else that kind of drove me towards, you know, joining Warrior was getting, getting some coaching. Getting some coaching, like, you know, it's one thing to have, you know, somebody tell you, oh, you should do this or that or the other, but and then there's another aspect of knowing, like having a good coach mm-hmm. that knows all the mechanics and mm-hmm. can do those things. Yeah. They can kind of like, you know, be that eye to kind of dial you in a little bit more right. and just, you know, give you more suggestions on like what you should be doing for weights and like stuff yes, like that. Exactly. Yeah. Cause yeah. you can like really not know, you know, yeah. and I've had, I mean, and then I've injured myself a couple more times throughout that because my ego was bigger than, you know, like that or just like straight up, <laughs> The last time it was just straight up, you took like a huge jump on your deadlift, I did. and it's just like, why yeah, though? That you was know, dumb. Dimitri why though? Was even like, what are you, what are you doing? What are you doing? Why <laughs> though? Like, no, and you're like, I'll be fine. And yeah, then I'm like, I don't want to waste the energy on that intermediate. And it's not weight. fine. Yeah. And now you're like, <laughs> I wish I wouldn't have. Damn been. it! Yeah. yeah. But now I'm back. It's a good lesson. <laughs> yes. Are you? Yeah, pretty much. Oh, that's good. Every once in a while, I get a little, you know, ridiculopathy here down uh-huh. my leg or something like that. Yeah. My back, like, really starts tweaking me. But then It's I'm funny that you're, like, you know, in the medical field, so you use, like, real terms. And most people are like, yeah, I just, you know, I get, like, a pain. They don't, like, say oh, yeah. any names yeah, of yeah, things. Yeah. Like, the most we know. like, going down your leg and you have weakness. The most we know is, like, sciatica. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yes, well, exactly. I have a cramp. Right. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> it hurts right here. I have no idea like what these terms are. Yeah. Whenever I talk to you about my back stuff, you always use all these words. I'm like, I don't know what you're talking about. I mean, I trust that you know what you're talking about. I just don't like, I don't know what you mean. Yeah. Right. <laughs> like, I don't get it. <laughs> so, okay. So your advice to younger guys who are maybe like newer dads and trying to um, get, you know, like a head maybe at right. their jobs or with their businesses is to purposely set aside the time. Yes, just make that time. Just make the time. Just make it. I mean like whatever you even have to do. Even if it's in your garage. In your garage, even if it means you have to get up even at earlier. At 5 a.m. or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. 
Go to bed early. Your kids go to bed at 8 p.m. Uh, yeah. Yep. 7.38, somewhere around there. You know? And also, I mean, it might be too late for some people, but, you know, if you're in your 20s and maybe you, you haven't found your significant other yet, like, make sure to find someone that is supportive of that type of a lifestyle, probably. Yes. Yeah. yeah. It is really hard when you... Um, when you've been in a relationship for a long time and you would like to um, see growth, but they don't want to, you know, like, like if you want to grow and they are not into the growth, then it's like, it's a really difficult. Yeah. You guys have to be on the same page. Right. And it's after the fact, it's like, Hey, you didn't care about this five years ago. Yeah. Now you care and you want me to care and I don't care, you know? And so I think that that's, I think that that's really difficult and it's, it's probably better if you can, um, develop those things together or find a person who is already sort of like, you know, on board with that sort of stuff. It could be a deal breaker later on. Yeah. 100%. I I mean, cause you kind of grow apart in that way if you're not. Yeah. I completely agree with that. You're trying to eat healthy, be healthy, you know, all that stuff. It's super unfortunate because I feel like what happens most of the time, and I've seen it here before with people we've, you know, talked to and tried to get them to join and, um, you know, the spouse is unsupportive and it's just like, it's really, it's really unfortunate. It is understandable because it's like, you don't know the background of these people. You don't know, has this been a person who is always talks like they're going to make these changes and then they never do anything? Or are they the person who's maybe they've already spent a lot of money on things and haven't been successful. And so the spouse is like, how, you know, how do you expect me to support you and trust you to like, why is this time going to be any different? You know what I mean? And so I think that that can be kind of a hold back for some people, you know? Yeah, it can. So, um, um, Go ahead. Well, one thing you were talking about as far as like someone being supportive and whatnot. Um, so I used to hunt a lot. Mm-hmm. Like so much so that I wish I would have put some of that time into exercise. Yes. Into fitness, fitness <laughs> rather than that, you know. And um, whenever we when Caitlin and I started talking you know, about having kids and whatnot, you know, she's like, I'm not raising these kids by myself. Mm-hmm. You know, you're you're going to help, too. And, you know, and it's. You think about it, it is selfish to think, oh, yeah, you know, the woman, you know, raises the kids and Mm -hmm. does all that stuff. Um, So, like, my hunting time started to, you know, get curtailed quite a bit. And then I moved in from whitetail bow hunting into um, western hunting, like elk hunting Mm -hmm. with bow. And that was one of the things that really kind of kicked me into wanting more fitness and, and into CrossFit. You know, one of the guys that I went out with for the very first time, he had kind of done some workouts and stuff for it. And then I was doing these more like CrossFit type, you know, um, like what what the definition of CrossFit yeah. would be, you know, the constantly varied. Yeah, high stuff. intensity. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Exactly. <laughs> um, and there was a pretty significant difference in my level of fitness your ability to like backpack through the wilderness yeah yeah exactly (laughs) yes um and and at that point in time I was weighing like 209 pounds Mm -hmm. and that is the the cheapest weight that you can shed whenever you're hunting at high altitude is from your body Mm -hmm. okay like people want like real lightweight equipment and stuff Mm -hmm. but it's cheapest and easiest just to lose it off yourself Mm -hmm. so I got down to about like one like 80 like 178 or something like wow. that yeah i did it with working out and then also some intermittent fasting mm-hmm. and once i could see that difference i was like hooked, hooked. into that oh man it was like that's this so is great. your fitness made your hunting better which is something you super enjoy so yes, significantly. yeah yeah i used to say you know i'd like i would do this just so i could hunt mm-hmm. and be like fit enough mm-hmm. to do it because you know if you're hiking around at ten thousand and above feet with 60 to 65 pounds on your back mm-hmm. it will sack you quickly yeah you know, oxygen is not 21 percent at 10,000 yeah feet, you know yeah makes um, sense so that's kind of that's a long way to say what I just said yeah well I mean I forgot about the whole hunting thing like that's another thing I don't know anything about so I can totally understand Caitlin's point of view on that like yeah 
um, I'll facilitate like some type of hunting, but it isn't going to be like your whole life. Like right. now you have children and like, especially because hunting is viewed more as like a hobby where, um, I think some people might say the gym is a hobby, but honestly, honestly, I feel like it's probably more important to view it more as an important part of your lifestyle and not actually a hobby. I mean, you can turn it into a hobby if you spend too much time here. Mm-hmm. But um, all you really need to do is come like four days a week for an hour to like see vast improvements in your fitness. Right. Um, and you can also improve your skills. Now, if you're coming four days a week for one hour, it will take longer for you to develop those strength and skills over time. But if you don't have this like, oh, I have to hurry up and get fit mentality or I have to hurry up and get bar muscle ups mentality and you can have this mentality of like, well, I'm just going to chip away at it over time. Then that's your best case scenario. I mean, if, if you have the time and the desire to spend more than four hours in the gym per week, like great, like you'll get to your goals, you'll get to your skills and you'll get to your strength faster, especially if you're supporting it with your nutrition. But the big thing I always want to try to convey to people is like, it's not necessary though. Like if you want to, and you have the time, like I totally support that. Obviously I support that, right? Like I'm a coach and I have lots of access to the gym. You know what I mean? So like, I'm totally like down for people wanting to spend extra time, but I don't want them to spend extra time at the expense of their families or their jobs or that sort of a thing, you know, because that stuff is super important and, um, you need to like kind of find a balance with it. And if your balance is like, man, I come to the gym four days a week for one hour, like you're still going to be so far ahead in that game of fitness and health. Like it's really all you need to do, you know? So if you're like, if you're sitting there and you're, you know, just a person like, you know, I want to make this a part of my life, but it's been hard for me to see the value and why I should do it. And now I'm starting to get older and I really want to try to fit it in. Like, Mm -hmm. don't think that you have to jump into it and like spend all this time and all these hours and all this money. It's like, you really don't need to. No, you just need to be consistent consistently come four days a week for years right like that's all you got to do yes just do that yeah i like what you said though that like it's it doesn't have to be an obsession or something that can you know turns into a hobby but it should just be an integral part of your life mm-hmm. food water mm-hmm. you know shelter fitness mm-hmm. like all that stuff should fit together and and that'll help round you out even from a mental standpoint yeah definitely it, it just um well sarah and i no one has listened to the podcast I did with Sarah yet or the episode I did with Sarah yesterday but um yeah that's just like something that we talked about and so I I just think that it's super important that like you kind of wrap all those things together and how much better you can perform and feel about yourself outside the gym that so even those like four hours per week like a lot of our workouts have a really uh, mental component to them and you're practicing like I'm coming to the gym. I'm doing things I don't want to do. I'm doing things that hurt, but I'm able to keep pushing and keep pushing. And you just like transfer that over like to your, to your other things in your life. And so give you the willpower to not eat shitty food. Yeah. Yeah. That mm -hmm. just like be a shitty person or whatever. Well, it's just like what you were saying. It helps your, it helps you not be so grumpy. You know what I mean? And it's just like, it's really hard for your spouse, you know, or your significant other to like, understand why they have to put up with that you know what I mean it's just like I would just tell my husband that kind of stuff I would just be like I completely understand why you are grumpy like I get it (laughs) like you're tired you've been working long hours like I totally understand that but it's still not super fair like I'll put up with a little bit of it because I am understanding but it's like I got a limit right you know what I mean so you need to kind of figure out that other part and like meet me in the middle yes yeah (laughs) So, um, I totally respect that, that it's like, Hey, you know, I'll give you a little bit of leeway, you know, I'll let you have this exercise in this time so that you're, you're better than all those others. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Yeah, I feel like it, um, it enhances all those other areas like Mm -hmm. that one component. It's, you get more than just the, you know, four hours, four times that you're putting in a day. Mm -hmm. Like it. It, it gives you more drive. Right. Exactly. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. I, I agree with that. And that mental toughness. Yeah. Practicing that mental toughness. This is the best way to do that. Yes, it is. How else are you going to do it? Right. Yeah. And, and all you have to do is draw 
from those those workouts or wads you know that you're doing and think well i did that i can do this other thing it's not as tough as that i mean this this is probably the hardest thing you'll do all day for most people yeah you know yeah a lot of people don't like to do hard things but i feel like if you purposely do this hard thing and you don't even have to do it that much for it to like really carry over you know and then when you're in your job and when you're having to do those tedious things and those things that you just don't really want to do that you have to do you know in your life it's just so much easier to be like well I'm just going to chip away at it. I'm going right. to uh, make my world. Small it's going to be 20 minutes and I'm going to set a clock for 20 minutes and I'm going to just work on this thing. And then when I'm that 20 minutes is up, I'm going to move on to something else. And you, it helps you be more productive. Yep. You know, I think. Yeah. See what it does. Hey, so um, we ended up getting cut off and I'm not even sure like when. So probably had some like really epic advice that we missed out on. Yeah. And, um, it's just out into the ether now, and <laughs> I probably can't think of it ever again. So it's gone. Yep. Yeah, we probably should wrap it up. Um, I was saying maybe at some point that I feel like I could probably, I mean, I could definitely talk about this stuff forever. And um, so we need to keep it in little uh, bite-sized snippets for people, That's you know, right. you yep. Just yep. Trickle, out, trickle out the advice over time. Um, so I think we'll just go ahead and wrap it up and just... I'll have you on the pod again sometime and we can talk for another hour about this kind of stuff. But I appreciate you coming on and um Yeah, thanks I, for having me on. Sorry it took so long to yeah, get this. I definitely value our friendship and um it definitely helps me have a good time, you know, like Yeah. Absolutely. Interacting with people and stuff. So all right guys, um thanks for listening and we'll see you in the gym. Thanks. Say bye, Ryan. Bye. <laughs>